This is Live Well Talk on celebrating 10 years of the Helen G. Nassif Community Cancer Center. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unipoint Health St. Luke's Hospital. April 29th, some people will be celebrating National Scam Shrimp Scampi Day, but it will also be the anniversary of 10 years of the Helen G. Nassif Community Cancer Center in operations. Joining me today are Matt Schmitz, Physical and Integrative Wellness Program Manager, as well as a Cancer Exercise Specialist, and Kimberly Ivester, Administrative Director and kind of keeper of, of all things over at the Helen G. NASA Center, as well as Breast and Bone. Welcome back, guys. You've been on the program before. Happy to have you back. Thanks. Hello. Thank you. Kimberly, can you start and just give us a, both you guys have been there for the 10 years. Uh, and I, that's interesting. You're the only two team members that have been there the whole 10 years, huh? Well, there's a couple other that straggled in those those next couple days that we got started. So we huh. a small handful of us, yeah. though. We, we started together. Well, that's pretty cool. Just give us through the original vision of the Cancer Center and how it came uh, to be uh, and the contribution it's made over those years. Yeah, so the Cancer Center really was a vision of multiple people, St. Luke's, um, PCI, um, several of the independent groups and providers in town. And, you know, really, I think we all saw that cancer care was getting um, more complex. There was more cancer survivors, people living longer from cancer. And we really felt that there was a way that we could work um, better together to make sure that their care wasn't um, only well coordinated, but that we were providing the most comprehensive care that we could um, in our community, um, really trying to keep patients um, closer to home to receive their care. And so that patients didn't feel like they had to leave um, the community to get good cancer care. We have amazing um, medical services and providers in this community. And we really thought by working together that um, we could provide, you know, something from a co comprehensive cancer perspective um, to patients, you know, in the community. I, I think we've all come to learn in the last 10 years uh, that continuity care and communication is probably the best treatment plan for any medical condition, and specifically cancer. Uh, so it's nice to have it under one roof. And, and speaking of roofs or umbrellas, uh, Matt, can you tell me about the Cook uh, Wellness Program for, for the cancer patients that's kind of under the umbrella of the Helen G. Nassif Community Cancer Center? Yeah, so the, the Cook Wellness Program, I think that was one thing that started was that exercise component and that wellness component. Um, I keep a lot underneath that umbrella. A lot of people think just exercise, but really there's psychosocial that's involved inside there. There's integrative wellness, there's group classes, there's dietitians. There's a lot of different things that, that fit underneath that umbrella. Um, but it originally started with, with the exercise program um that i was kind of involved with and the one thing that i think hasn't changed is we've always had that patient-centered approach um treatment's different for every single patient um surgery's different for every single patient but each one has its own uniqueness um, and we've tried to treat each patient a little bit different yet the same so that's where that that approach kind of came from and the exercise component has evolved um, over the years when we started, we were in one small room in the building and one-on-one uh, -on -one with a patient. Now we have group classes. Um, we have all types of different types of exercise um, classes from Tai Chi to yoga. We have three different types of yoga. Um, so it's really evolved over the years. Do you have the goat yoga where you have the goats? <laughs> no, but our instructor has tried that in past, so. 
you know, at first it can I be something that was, we can look into. Yeah, we need to look in that. Maybe somebody can donate some goats. If any <laughs> listener has extra goats, just give me a call. So what year did the radiation vault start, Kimberly? So we added um, radiation, which was the last component of like all our um, complete treatment options in 2015. Okay, but you'd moved to the pavilion a couple of years before that, right? Yeah, we did. We moved to the pavilion when it opened um, in 2013, and that was a big decision for us. Prior to that, our services from the Cancer Center perspective had been over um, in one of the St. Luke's buildings on First Avenue, so closer to the to the hospital, um, kind of up on First Avenue. But we really felt that we needed to be where the patients were at instead of the patients coming to us. And with the specialty clinics that were going to be part of the PCI pavilion and open in that pavilion, you know, that's where the patients were going to spend the majority of their time. You know, the majority of cancer care is outpatient. It's not in the hospital, you know, outside of surgery or outside of, you know, some unique situations for patients. So the outpatient um, services that PCI was going to provide in this building, you know, really fit with what we were going to complement um, patients with from the cancer center standpoint. Um, so we were very fortunate that we were able to work with PCI and, you know, have space in this building, you know, right next to the cancer services. Yeah, and, you know, I've been in physician for 25 years and the inpatient aspect of cancer care has gone down dramatically in a good way. You know, yeah, I mean, it has. You, you you would always have someone on the service that had you know some sort of tiphylitis related to their their chemotherapy or uh, um, neutropenic fever. I mean, you you really don't see that very often, which yeah, is good. Yeah, not as much. And we really felt like when we came to the PCI Pavilion, that allowed us to. Um, kind of incorporate and provide some other clinical aspects, genetics, survivorships, research um, program, and have that all incorporated out of the cancer center as well um, as those services are all services that the patients rely on when during their treatment when they're coming um, to see their providers. Now, kind of the dark side of medicine, the the financial aspect and the cost of services, uh, it's it, it's something that uh, at times seems really narrow. And I, I'm sure that that's true for cancer care. So should a patient be afraid that uh, they're going to get charged a lot for uh, yoga? How does that work? I can't imagine insurance companies pay for it. That's basically what I'm saying. No, I think uh, that's one area that is very unique to really us as a community cancer center. I think Kimberly hit it on that first question. She used the, the word community a lot. And this program's for anybody in the community with a cancer diagnosis, you know, whether they're still in treatment, just diagnosed, 10 years out, survivorship, all of those people are, are welcome to attend any of our classes. Um, they're willing to meet with me, any of that kind of goes, and that's run through philanthropy. Um, we've partnered with many great organizations within our community, and our patients also give back. Um, just to list a few, and hopefully we can get them all out there after this podcast and kind of list them out there. But we've got Aiming for a Cure um, is an organization that's great that's worked with us for several years. Um, they help provide for anybody that has a family. So if they're going through through treatment, um, they're a great resource. Um, Strands of Strength, they're another one that provides wigs for patients as they're going through treatment. Um, Carpetland provides different accessories that might not be covered by insurance. Um, those are just a few to list. 
Um, but also it helps cover some of the costs, like you said, the yoga class. Um, we've had different patients that have taken a yoga class that absolutely love it. And they'll say, okay, I want to give back. How can I give back? And they'll say, okay, I'm going to cover this yoga class for the next month. Um, so that's how it's all paid. There's no fee for a patient to take any of those classes or to see myself or a dietitian or a social worker. Um, those are all needs of the patients. And uh, that's kind of what we've learned through the years. Um, is those needs kind of change as you're going through treatment also and into survivorship. Sometimes those needs aren't there at the very beginning and then they're there at the end of, of your treatment. So philanthropy is a huge part of that. And Kimberly may even be able to expand on some of that too. Yeah, we've been, I mean, we've been super fortunate to have the support of not only the community and some of the organizations that Matt listed, but you know, of the providers that we work with and so forth. And I mean, that was really, you know, when we talked about the early vision of the cancer center, it was really to be able to provide all of those support services and all the quality of life things that patients need to get through their treatment, you know, at no cost to the patient. And so they didn't have to go seek them out, but that we were proactively, you know, providing that support to patients. And, you know, I would, I mean, we definitely have been very successful, you know, at doing that and helping support patients, you know, all along the way. That's, that's, that's outstanding. Uh, and I, I think it's so important to stress that as a physician, the physician interaction with the patient is just a small sliver of their continuum of care. And there's so much more to that. Um, and I think you guys are demonstrating that. Kimberly, I, I know I've had involvement in the, uh, helping with some as resource management for the genetic uh, counselors. That is a, as I learned when I helped, helped out there, that is a unique specialty. And you're quite lucky to have the ones you have, correct? Yeah, we are. We actually were able to expand our um, genetic professionals um, last year, and we have two nurse practitioners um, right. that specialize in genetics. Um, and now we added an actual genetic counselor as well that just brings kind of a different different flavor um, to that services. And you no, know, I would say, you know, five or six years ago, you know, genetic counseling was focused on, you know, breast cancer, maybe right. a little bit of colon cancer. And now, you know, there's very few cancers that aren't somehow touched, you know, by genetics, or we don't look at some component um, of genetics, you know, in, in that type of cancer. Um, and so we're very lucky to have the genetic counselors that we have. We actually serve um, from a regional standpoint um, in the state of Iowa, you know, all the way up to Waterloo, all the way over to Dubuque, um, and even south of here, um, just because genetic counselors, you know, they're hard to come by, but it's right. such, a, such an important component of the patient's care. Um, and determining what type of treatment and so forth that they need um, that, you know, they're very embedded with the physicians, you know, that the patients are working with. Well, just another example, you have the right services under the under one roof uh, to treat the patient, not the cancer. Well, you've had 10, 10 years to prove yourself. I think you've done that well. What's in the next 10 years, Kimberly? Yeah, you know, we really, you know, our goals are really always to work really closely with the physicians on, you know, the latest treatments, the latest technologies are out there, you know, making sure that we can provide, again, that right here in the community, um, you know, there's nothing more important than when a patient's going through cancer treatment for them to have the support of their family members and be at home, you know, where they're the most comfortable at. So it's super important for us, you know, to continue to do that. And I think a really big, you know, another really big component of the Cancer Center is just that quality of life aspect. Um, you know, treatments are sometimes getting shorter now. Um, 
patients are surviving longer. Um, they sometimes will have, you know, side effects of those long-term treatments. So, you know, we're always looking for any aspect from the quality of life perspective um, that we can to support patients, um, you know, as they're going through treatment or after treatment with any, you know, symptoms that they had or side effects from that. And, you know, I think the last, you know, big component of the cancer center is really, you know, what are we doing um, as a cancer center on the prevention and early detection side of things as well. Some people will say, you know, that that doesn't fit with the cancer center, that the cancer center should be focused on treating patients with cancer. But we really have that goal to try to prevent cancer and what can we do for our community and the patients in our community you know, to educate them on that and make sure that, you know, any screening services that they, you know, have access to um, from that standpoint. So lots of lots of things to keep us busy over here. Well, that's 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 really awesome. Kimberly, Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Again, this was great information from Kimberly Ivester, administrative director and also just kind of boss of all things cancer at the Cancer Center and Matt Schmitz, physical and integrative wellness program manager, as well as cancer exercise specialist. For more information on all services provided by the Community Cancer Center, call 319-558-4876 or visit their website at communitycancercenter.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.